welcome to the Manage Self Lead Others podcast. My name is Nina Sunday. It's my pleasure today to be speaking with someone I've seen present many, many times, Ian Stevens, CSP. He's author of four books. The best known is The Seven Step Pathway to Mastery. And in 2020, last year, he received the Professional Speakers Australia Educator of the Year Award. He, is, he, he operates on a couple of premises. And one is, if you can't lead yourself, you have no right to lead others. And you cannot be effective in any larger team uh, until the number one team member, self, is effective. So uh, welcome, Ian. Lovely to speak with you today. And uh, how are things? Oh, just great. Uh, never been better. Thanks for asking, Nina. And uh, wonderful to be on the uh, on, on the podcast. And uh, yes, uh, author of uh, four books. I'm, I'm actually writing my fifth at the moment. I, I think I'm going to call it How to Be Happy Without Money. And that's going to retail for $38,900. <laughs> I, I think I'm on a winner there. I've only got to sell one. <laughs> Well, here's the thing we can all share. It's like we're, we're sort of coming out of COVID. We're still amid COVID. And I've never worked as hard for so little in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and if, there's, uh, if there's been a reason personally for COVID, it's been for me to get in the studio and take a lot of our programs online, including one that we call Evolve, which is all about self-leadership and emotional intelligence. And uh, yeah, I, look, you don't have to take on board everything I say, but um, absolutely, my current hallucination is if you can't be leading yourself effectively, then how are you going to operate effectively in any larger team, whether that's, uh, you know, just a small mum and dad solo prepared, you know, entrepreneurial type business or a small company team, your organisation, or, you know, a large macro team, you've got to get the number one team right first and, uh, and make sure you're leading yourself effectively. Well, of course, you mentioned hallucination in very tongue in cheek, <laughs> but I'm just wondering, do are people, uh, are some managers a little bit so smug or self-assured about, oh, there's nothing wrong with me, you know, I, 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 I've got great self-leadership skills. Unless people are constantly learning and evolving, how good can those self-leadership skills be? Absolutely. And it, and it reminds me of a CEO of a, you know, a large international organisation who, who said, uh, you know, two things that um, firstly to his direct reports, I expect you to be, it's a given you need to be at a good level of self-leadership. But he also said you've got to be constantly evolving or you've got no right to lead others, which I think, uh, which is very true. So what are, the, what are the three behaviours that indicate someone is evolving? They are improving or enhancing their skill set. Well, I think a, a fascination with expanding your epistemology. So your epistemology, the sum total of your knowledge, skills and experience to date. Um, and if you're not expanding and growing, um, you know, then you're plateauing, uh, you know, or as uh, you might remember, Ron Tacky from uh, our speaking days in, in Australia, uh, he would kind of point out, you're, you're only doing two things, you're, uh, you're evolving or you're rotting, you know, one or the other. Yes, yeah. you're either flourishing or stagnating. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just wondering, I mean, it is one thing to attend conferences and uh, uh, maybe in industry conferences about the, the, the technology or the, or the hard skills of getting a job done. But aren't there soft skills around uh, emotional intelligence and how we uh, interact with people that really is something that 
any manager should really be looking at, like what is the, the culture, uh, not just about team results, but what is the interpersonal culture? Absolutely. And we've put over the years, um, we've put oh, maybe 10,000 leaders through, uh, you know, a 360 degree survey that we created based on the Crocodiles Not Waterlilies self-leadership program, which assesses you to 38 principles of self-leadership. And, you know, there's a bunch in there around leading self time management and effectiveness with managing time and huge, the soft skills of communication skills of how you engage with other people. Um, so absolutely critical. And, and to my mind, there's two things. Uh, you asked for three behaviours. Well, one of them is that you're constantly expanding epistemology. Um, but I'd love to share with you two principles of self-leadership if, we, if we've got time. Yes, um, you. Please go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Yeah, so the 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 first the, the first principle, and and you know my my way of educating, I like to you know come up with characters or icons that represent uh, represent principles, um, and in in my latest book, um, Shift Culture, which is really there's it, a lot of self leadership principles in that book, um, I introduce a praying mantis called Soul S O L, and Soul is short for solitude. Um, because you show me someone who's effective as a self-leader, they know I've got to put the number number one team self first. So they give themselves what I call solitude time. They use the soul principle. And the praying mantis is because they sit quietly at least three or four times a week for probably around 20 minutes just quietly reconnecting to their mission, their purpose, their goals, their aspirations, but primarily, Nina, just shutting down from all the white noise that's constantly going on around us all the time and give the number one team self some time to hear the quiet whisperings that are coming through and are nudging you in the direction your, your soul, your spirit wants to go. But unfortunately... From the time we wake up, we're at the prey of everyone else, <laughs> you know, employees, children, your significant other, spouse, you name it. And so we don't find time to give self any time. And the sole principle is about that discipline of creating time to just, just re-energise um, through some solitude. And, and, and he, this was a conversation I had with a group I was uh, leading through team time management yesterday. Someone was saying, uh, as an example, they were trying to create a breakthrough with this project and they were working, working, working at it, hitting their head against a brick wall. And someone said uh, in the office said, it's look, it's Friday afternoon. Come and join us. We're having a drink. And apparently... He just went away for half an hour. And when he came back, the answer was there. Yes. And I said, sometimes you think by not thinking. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and what he actually did was got his conscious mind out of the way. The subconscious had the answer. And that's exactly what happens when, when I do my, my soul sessions um, is, is, you know, three or four times a week. I tend to get up early. So no one else is awake. No one else can demand of my time. So this is just Ian with Ian. 
And sometimes I'll sit quietly, I'll look forward in my diary. It's not a planning session. It's just allowing the quiet whisperings, the answers that are already in the subconscious mind to pop up and become conscious. And then I'm just taking notes and writing and uh, you know, sometimes nothing comes. But by crikey, Nina, what I noticed is when I stop doing my soul sessions for a few weeks, when things, life gets busy, things get in the way, I start to get out of control and things start falling through the, uh, the, the cracks. And as soon as I reintroduce a solitude energizing session and do one, I instantly feel more back in control. So to me, it's an absolute foundation principle of self-leadership and giving yourself some time. Well, that's very interesting because uh, I find uh, when I, I've always made it uh, a principle that I always have at least 30 minutes away from my desk for lunch. And when I have led time management, I will always ask how many of you have your lunch at your desk? Now, it is getting better. The group yesterday was very good. They all knew that they should leave their desk at lunch. In fact, that was their operating principle. But mm. I'll work with groups and 70% of people will say, oh, I never take a lunch break. Yeah. And what I have found is that when I return from lunch, I usually ask myself this question, what's the very next thing I need to do or, um, or something like that? Like what's the next most important thing for me to do? And I'm surprised at what pops into my head. And sometimes it's give so-and-so a call. It's not on my task list, but my little voice within is saying, you know, you haven't heard from so-and-so for a while. It could be a client. It could be a, a, you know, a colleague. Give them a call and see how they're going, you mm -hmm. know, because because uh, I'm I'm involved in sales in, in my role. Of course, sometimes we have to pick up the phone with people not, uh, over and above the, what's, on the, what's on the calendar. So it's about taking that time out that allows you to think of the things that you forgot that is not yet on your list. That's right. And so it's popping up from your subconscious or your gut intuition, which your subconscious mind is your friend. It's always got your back. It's always going to support you to go and nudge you in the right direction. But unfortunately, we just get so busy, 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 busy that we don't give it time and we don't listen to its promptings. So reflection sounds like a very important uh, process that people should build in to their daily life and weekend life, do you, do you think? Yeah, well, I think that's part of your solitude time is a little bit of reflection on Oh, why, why did I react the way I did today when Karina, Karina said that the way she did? And, and it was actually my, my values crunch that caused me to react that way. So just reflecting. So that's part of the solitude time. Uh, people say to me, Ian, is it meditating? And I say, no, it has to be an environment where you can capture the quiet whisperings and the promptings. So because, you know, again, we're just being bombarded by so much that, True solitude time is when you're able to go, oh, yes, I need to follow that prompting and call such and such that I haven't spoken to for ages, and you write it on your to-do list. You capture it. Otherwise, it slips through to the keeper. That's right. And, and in neuroscience, they call it brain default mode. The brain actually needs to go into brain default mode, which is not thinking about anything. Oh, maybe at least every 50 minutes, maybe more frequently. Right. And I used to be, what's the word, down on myself if I was in the middle of doing tasks and then went, 
oh, where am I? What am I doing? I used to think there was something wrong with me. And now I realize my brain just went into brain default mode because it needs to daydream yes. in between getting things done. And, and, and I see this in the workplace, um, particularly in small businesses, because it's the, the, the owners normally working in the business. They've got a couple of employees and they're wandering around. And here's this person in contemplated thinking mode and their immediate reaction is if you've got nothing to do i can give you something right you know i'm paying you by the hour buddy right but and yet that person is thinking through and reflecting on something that if they were allowed to change a process or put their creativity to work the whole business would profit absolutely i i think uh, bosses have to uh, managers have to get away from being a boss Yes. and be more about uh, a facilitator of people's uh, bringing their best selves to work. Yes. You yep. said that there was another process. Yes, um, uh, another one uh, represented by a Jaguar um, called Reaper, R-E-A-P-A, Reaper, R-E-A-P-A. You, you watch a Jaguar, they are one of the most magnificent um, hunters on the planet in terms of landing their outcome you know so let's put the aggressive nature of you know getting their prey aside but that's 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 nature in the in the animal kingdom but the um the great the jaguar when you pull it apart follows this nice reaper acronym where it's the r stands for relax and this this is a self-leadership principle to relax and just take a couple of deep breaths and calm yourself um, but see, the the reapers, uh, the reaper, the jaguar is not only relaxing; it's actually doing the first E in reaper, which is to envision the outcome you want. So very good at thinking into the future and and imagining what it'll be like when I'm devouring that prey. Right? Um, for us, envisaging what will it be like when we achieve that outcome or that intention we've said is actually achieved so and you watch you you respond with some feelings and this is something that you women are better at than us blokes you know connecting into our feelings is not as natural for uh, for, for males um then you move to the the a the um sorry the a in reaper um, um i said first e didn't i when i meant the first a when we get to it envision envision is the only e in reaper so i should just clarify that but um yeah because you were thinking that through and going hang on there's not two e's in reaper but the first a is assess um and this is really about looking at all your options um, too many people just rush in and and do stuff without actually thinking about the options and assessing which one I should um, I should do. The P in Reaper is for patience. You know, have a little bit of a patient patience to reevaluate. This is something I find people are not good at. We have been conditioned to operate in this on on twenty four seven fast you know in environment. And so we don't have the patience just to re-evaluate options. Uh, you know, the, the, the jaguar will stalk its prey for hours, just waiting for the right moment, looking at options. Do, do I move on to that branch or do I get down on this one? They're just constantly looking at the options and demonstrating a hell of a lot of patience. And then, of course, that sets them up for the final A in Reaper, which is to attack. No, not really. It's act. <laughs> <laughs> when I ask live audiences what they think the A is at the last day, they go, attack, and I'm going, no, act. 
right? <laughs> but act with having followed the other four steps and you're in a much better chance of, of getting the outcome you, uh, you, you want. And I've got to say, with all the audiences I've worked with around the world now, um, here's what I hear happens the most, is we move straight to act, then we go back and assess where we went wrong and try and work our way out of it, right? <laughs> Which won't happen if you follow the REAPER acronym. Right, right. Although some people will uh, have analysis paralysis and won't act at all or, or delay acting. Uh, yes. So forget it's about finding the right, the happy medium. Yes, and I'm not saying this has to take long. You know, you don't, even just like the Australian Open tennis is on at the moment and, and you watch them, they, they just get themselves into this bouncing the ball. What they're really doing is just relaxing and their powers of observation increase and, and Dokovic knows that, hey, he's currently put his weight onto his left leg, so I'll now serve to the left of the box so he's got to change his weight to then spring the other way so they're actually assessing and, and they notice that stuff when they're far more relaxed i didn't know that about yeah strategy in tennis that's very interesting that's yeah, very yeah. Interesting. so you show me someone who's you know got the discipline of three or four times a week just giving themselves 20 minutes of solitude thinking time and they apply the reaper principle particularly on major decisions then i'll show you someone who is demonstrating brilliant self-leadership um you know i i think that two of the major clubs in the in the golf bag for self-leadership that's a good metaphor ian mm. i was just wondering if is there any way that a, a, a manager a leader can encourage their colleagues their team members the people they're leading uh, to demonstrate more self-leadership. How would they do that? Because well, it's yeah. personal, isn't it? No, I, I think creating an environment in the business where it's okay to have um, solitude thinking sessions, you know, promoting that in the workplace, that, you know, if you ever feel a little overwhelmed, um, you know, please speak up. I'm quite happy for you to go have 15, 20 minutes, sit quietly, think about the issues and the problems, tap into your, your subconscious mind, and then come back to me with a couple of ideas. So promote it within the business as well. And I've seen business owners who understand the Reaper principle um, share that with their staff and their team. And I've heard around the table things like, well, hang on, before we jump, this is a pretty important decision, before we jump into acting, let's just apply the Reaper process here. And so that kicks and now see, did, did you hear that little bing, ping go off in the background? See, when I'm talking about stuff people have got to take on board, Nina, the universe tries to get our attention. Little pings happen in the background, phones go off. So it's absolutely critical that we take this one on board. I'll, I'll, yeah. give, you a, I'll give you a link to a Google Drive, um, which, yeah. has, uh, which has a summary of these two principles for listeners. Which, oh, um, that's yeah. wonderful. Very generous. And so I'd just look for the show notes and we'll have that. Yeah. The, the thing is about, I, I'm really curious about uh, this process of getting people to do some work in solitude. Would you get everybody like at a meeting and then pose the problem or the, or the issue and then suggest everybody just take five or 10 minutes then and there, maybe go off into a quiet space and then come back? Would you do it as? Yeah, love it, love it. Because, uh, 
give people a, a give people a chance to change their physiology, do something different than just sitting around the meeting table, and um, you know, yeah, go for a walk, go serve a couple of customers, let your subconscious mind let this kind of percolate and muse. You know, there's an old word that isn't used much these days, but just to let it sit and hang and ponder and reflect and muse on it for a while, and uh, you'll be amazed at the creativity that comes back when you come back together. I totally agree with you about letting things percolate because I am actually a quick thinker and a quick decision maker. But once I've made a decision, I then go, yes, but is it the right decision? It's mm. just the first one I've come up with. Yeah. So I do like if there's time to actually sit and reflect and also sleep on it because sometimes I'll wake up with an alternative because my subconscious was working on it overnight. Yeah, well, Dad always said to me, he's gone now, but, boy, the uh, the, the longer I live, the more I realise how um, how wise Dad was. Um, you know, he, he always used to say, Ian, on big decisions, a night's sleep won't hurt. You know, you, there are not too many things are that urgent in life that you can't sleep on it. And the same thing with emails. I, if I, Just because I've written an email, if it's after business hours, I actually put it in drafts and reread it before I send it the next morning. 100% of the time I adjust or tweak and I go, well, I'm glad I didn't send it last night. I could have. It would have just been sent. Yeah, but which, you know, I've, I've just put a label on it today, but what you've really done subconsciously is without having the label is you've reaped it. You've gone back and you've reassessed it, looked at other ways to word that and then before you acted and hit the send button. Now, and, you mentioned the word patience. Yeah. Um, and I'm just thinking one of the things that I think is really important with self-leadership is the quality of patience. I don't think that's how you use it in the reaper process. But what I have discovered is that if I've lost patience with someone, I, I'm thinking of a time when I had a really good working relationship with my team and I lost patience with someone for whatever reason and I realised it's late November I need a holiday. I'm losing my patience. And I actually apologise because I said, I'm sorry if I was a bit short with you before. I think I'd, I'm just looking forward to my holiday coming up soon. <laughs> you but and I are so alike, Nina. I get to the, about the 8th of December and realise I'm getting short and narky with participants and it's an indicator that you need a break, Ian. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. right. And, and you watch when you do lose patience with someone and it's a muscle you've got to exercise, the, your, your tone of voice deteriorates, your body language goes downhill, um, your ability to listen starts to go right out the window. window. And there are three uh, self-leadership skills from a soft communication skills perspective that are absolutely critical. We really all have to be Zen masters in order to uh, be a good manager yeah. and lead people. Yeah. But I've just learned that that if you are impatient with people, it comes back to bite you later because people then kind of resent it quietly. And if you're big enough to, to say, I'm sorry, like just find a quiet moment to say, look, a little bit uh, while ago, I was a bit short with you. I'm sorry if I, I didn't yeah. mean to be like that. And yeah. it, it you, a little bit of um takes a bit of humility, but there's another self-leadership skill that we don't have time to talk about today, but um, just, you know, briefly, it's the ability to show some humility and admit when you're wrong. It is strong to admit when you're wrong. You demonstrate you're human and your staff will love you for it. 
Yeah. How do you mostly work with organizations? Do you consult? Do you uh, uh, do, how do you uh, liaise with? Well, look, I'm an, I'm an educator in the corporate world mostly and the small business world. So, you know, 80% of what I do it used to be traditionally in front of a, an audience training or speaking. Now I'm doing a lot of it from my virtual studio at, uh, at my home office and via our online programs. We've got nine online programs that people watch over 12 weeks and I do monthly coaching sessions with them. So it shows up in various forms. Um, that's how I, I, I just live my mission of enriching lives. And, and that'll be in the show notes. And I've seen you do your keynote where you use a, a, a boxing. Ah, uh, the box is called speedball. Yes, speedball. Yeah, speed bag, yes. You still get a chance to uh, present to conferences or is that a little bit of time away? Um, well, not so much live now. So I might show a recording of my um, National Speedball Championship routine and debrief that link to the content we've talked about. But it's all about mastery. It's all about self-leadership and discipline. Um, so, yeah, haven't been using it so much since um, COVID struck. But typically I'll have it up on stage in a keynote or if I'm doing a, like a three or four day training program. I'll, I'll, I'll take it along and I'll, I'll get a few volunteers to step up and try it and then I'll coach them during the breaks. And, of course, within a few days, they've mastered something that they just were very awkward with. And it just demonstrates that, you know, apply, focus, skill, you can master anything. It's just a matter of time. And that speedball is uh, has a wonderful rhythm when you can get it to go. I think I had a go once and it was blah, 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 but you not only are you a master of the speedball and the master of self-leadership, you are just a Zen master, Ian. Oh, thank you, Nina. Right back at you. And, uh, you know, just a pleasure to be with you here today. So thanks for coming along. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Cheers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>